0: Welcome to the Empathy Podcast with Sama and Sharon. On episode two, we have a very special guest, Farah Ismail, who apart from being my mom and a huge role model for me growing up, has inspired so many women entrepreneurs through her work. Farah is an internationally recognized facilitator, coach, speaker, and founder of Intract Consulting, an organization that delivers coaching and facilitation services. She's on a mission to help women entrepreneurs and leaders create their own purpose-driven enterprise and become courage catalysts. Before this, she's shaped her career from aviation in the Middle East to the IT and services boom in India. Her wealth of experience has led her to work with global organizations such as Johnson & Johnson, Alibaba, Pfizer, and more. Stay tuned to hear
1: Farah's story. So thank you. So much for joining us on Empathy Far. We are so excited to have you here and for all the exciting stuff we have lined up for today.
2: Thank you, Sharon. I'm more excited than the two of you. So thank you for having me on your podcast.
1: So um first things first, how about let's do a little dive in on your career and everything you've achieved in your career so far. So currently you are on your entrepreneurial journey having founded Interact Consulting, but prior to this, you were also involved in the career of being an air stewardess and like also ins and outs of coaching and facilitation. And with these being such unique careers from each other, could you share with us how you navigated and transitioned through these different stages of your life and how you ended up being where you are today? I
2: love that question. Thank you, because uh, you take me back in time because uh, when I look back, which I do very less of, uh, it reminds me of what a rich journey I've had and how it's shaped who I am today. So thank you for asking me that and taking me down memory lane. When I think about my careers, there were three distinct ones. Uh, mm. And how did I navigate them? First of all, I think each of them were so distinct, but they just happened to me. And that's the most interesting thing that the first one was uh, in the aviation industry. And mm. it was the most exciting career that made me completely have this view of the world that I never had before. So, it really widened my vision and saw the world with a completely new lens because uh, Mm -hmm. flying was at that time very rare to have someone in India to fly. And I think lots of people ask me, how did you move from there to, you know, joining a software company and then moving into Mm -hmm. uh, your own entrepreneurial journey? And I think it's all about circumstances and life, you know, the way it Mm -hmm. uh, takes you to different stages. So I'm just witnessing... Each stage as a stage that allowed me to really live and love and learn so many things and then move on to the other. So Right now, mm-hmm. I'm on this most exciting, the longest career of my life has been uh, when I moved into uh, this incredible space of facilitation and coaching and starting my organization, Interact Consulting, to touch lives through transforming uh, the way people see themselves as leaders. It's an exciting space to be and I'm only looking ahead now. Thanks, Sharon.
1: (laughs) And, you know, when you say that these sort of transitions in your life are circumstantial and they happen because perhaps things around you change in a certain way that give you some sort of opportunity to pursue the next thing in life um you know that that makes me think of something which um, we noticed on your LinkedIn which is the tagline courage catalyst and I'm so we're wondering what the word courage means to you and where does it stem from in like your journey across these three different stages of your career
2: so courage really happened to me. Uh, it wasn't something that I went looking for. And when I think about the word courage, we all have so many definitions of courage. But when I read it once, it said, speaking one's mind by bearing your heart. And I felt that if I look back, that's who I am. You know, I really believe that it's important to be as authentic and vulnerable as possible and to just open your heart wide to everything, tough moments, messy times, difficult conversations, and uh, to navigate those. And that's what life is about, you know, to not try and jump over it or go across it, but go through it. Mm. And so courage is for me, not an absence of fear. You know, at, at times I used to say, I'm fearless, Farah, but absolutely <laughs> I'm not, you know, of course, I fear less. But yes, courage has been an underlying theme for every shift I've made in my life and for all Mm -hmm. the roller coasters that I have uh, been on, it's a word that, um, you know, just something I love. And most Mm -hmm. of my work is uh, embodying around that.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when you talk about courage, you've mentioned how it played a big role in the transitions between your different careers. But also, I was wondering from like the perspective of the day to day operations or like the workings in your different careers, um, do you have any examples or anecdotes as to how maybe courage was manifested or applied in that sort of sense?
2: I can think of many examples. Now, when I'm thinking of how I used courage, I can give you an example, a recent example. I was part of a really prestigious volunteer organization and I chose to take on a really big role. And while I was really excited to be on that journey, very soon I found that it wasn't aligned to my purpose or to my values. And Mm -hmm. um, I was part of a group where I didn't feel respected and valued. So I think it required a lot for me to actually move away from that. But I think what I've learned along the way is I need to make these quick decisions. I cannot stay stuck for a long time. Sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. a choice you make. And so I think when you really own and show up for who you are, then it becomes a lot easier. When you move away from what people are going to think, I think that's what really drives that whole thing of uh, choosing courage over comfort for me. I want to just step away from staying in my comfort zone I and um, choose places where I can stretch myself. Yeah, that's one example, but I'm sure I can think of many along the
0: way. Yeah, thank you for sharing, though. I mean, obviously, like I have interacted with you a lot. So I I know you've had a lot of experiences in your life. But you know, I want to touch upon what you spoke about earlier about transforming the way people see themselves. And we know that you've done a lot of work with women and empowering women. So uh, what are some ways that you help women find courage through adversity and change?
2: You know, when you think of adversity, it's the perspective you have of it. All of us go through it, right? And for me, I was able to reframe it and say adversity is like a verse in my university. It is an experience that's going to give me uh, immense wisdom and learning. And I think I've learned through all my failures. When I think about how I help uh, women and and men, of course, I think it's about allowing people to um, be in touch with one, exploring what's important for them. So I think it's firstly being really aware of what you're looking for and giving yourself permission to go there. And then align everything around it. I have like a system in place which I uh, use to help people first look within, unlock that, and then look outside. So it all starts with your inner consciousness, and then it's yeah. all about how you reflect it outside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, you we also noticed that you work with an organization called Women Heart to Heart. Is that something you can share a little bit more about? Absolutely.
2: One thing about me, I think, Summer, you know that one thing that
0: drives me is
2: community, community involvement. And over the last five years, I've noticed that I've been part of many very distinct communities that have given me different things. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one community which warms my heart. Uh, first of all, it's a woman I really look up to, Natalia, who runs this incredible community for uh, women. And I think what I was lucky is, that I had another incredible woman, Heidi, who introduced me to this place. And we Mm -hmm. became uh, founding members along with Natalia. And what's been interesting over the last two, three years while the community has grown Mm -hmm. is to see how the community has evolved and now it's become like a living organism. You know, it's like people have moved, people have shifted, but it has a life of its own. And what I must uh, invite you to do is go and explore what we are up to this year. And I'm really excited because it's become a big part of me, yeah. which is looking at 2022 as a year of falling in love with disruption. So really uh, <laughs> disrupting myself and uh, finding ways to you know, help others disrupt as well. So,
0: yeah, that sounds amazing. And I think we'll definitely check out this cool organization after this podcast. Just to talk a little bit more about you, what you said about looking within and um, being able to reflect and something that, that we haven't really touched upon, but we've seen that you're involved in is um, a lot of nonviolent communication. For those of our listeners who don't know what NVC is, it, from the little knowledge that I have, it does involve a lot of self reflection and, and really understanding, also, a lot of empathy. So, and maybe, you know, maybe also you could start by telling us what NVC means. And if there was one way to start practicing NVC in our lives, what would that be?
2: I can say NVC stands for non violent communication. Mm-hmm. And the name may mean uh, like, What is violence about it? But I want to say that the man who wrote this book really created history, Marshall Rosenberg. And it's a language for life. So uh, I would say many of us tiptoe, hoping to make it safely, you know, but I can say that this is one practice that will change the way you connect with yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, the way you open your heart to others and how you choose freedom for yourself, all the choices you make. So it has a very simple practice of knowing your needs and that's where it starts from. That we all have needs and um, everything how we feel is a reflection of our needs being met or unmet and of course after that uh, you choose how you want to uh, request for some action of yourself or others so it's uh it it has a beautiful formula i love Mm -hmm. formulas and i i would say that don't try and do this alone Mm -hmm. i'm part of an amazing collective a beautiful circle of NVC practitioners so find it in your area and um, work together to uh, experience this beautiful process. And I think it's really served me having very, very tough uh, conversations when I was able to shift those outcomes just because I embodied this. I want to say it's not an easy practice. Um, we are all human beings. We always jump into judgment, et cetera. But I want to say that it brings you alive. I, you know, I could actually send you some links where you can get started. But I want to acknowledge two people uh, who are really supporting me in my journey. And this is all a personal journey. One is a beautiful uh, practitioner, NBC practitioner. Her name is Ranjita. She's from Bangalore and she Mm -hmm. holds this circle for us. And of course, right now we're doing a course together, which is called Making Life Work by somebody who's incredible in NBC, Miki Kashtan. So if you want to go and do this course with a group, I think it's just incredible. I would say you need time for this. Time to allow this to become a part of you. Yeah,
0: that sounds very transformational. So very aligned with what
1: Interact is doing as well. So thank you for sharing and we'll definitely check those out. And, you know, like going off your comments about... Um, like, connection and, like, people's relationship and all of that. Um, like, Sama touched on just now, like, the, your work with Interact Consulting, there's a huge part of it that also deals with leadership. Perhaps you could, like, introduce to us, like, what this organization does and, like, what its mission is. But more particularly, um, we would be curious to know, like, up to date, like, what has this amazing organization achieved so far and if there's anything particular that you would like to share with us.
2: Thank you. Uh, Thank you for these. First of all, I love your questions. The two of you have really warmed my heart because you're touching the spaces that, you know, I'm in love with. So uh, so Interact Consulting was born. So everything is something I birthed and uh, new things that come out. And it was born out of this need for me to have a professional identity. I never thought that I'm going to actually build a business around it you know it's about 20 years now so I just want to say that uh, of course it's all about building courageous leaders and I use various modalities which are part of my DNA which is my coaching and facilitation uh, that really help people to transform themselves So currently, I do work uh, around leadership and cross-cultural competence and, uh, Mm -hmm. of course, uh, building women leaders. And one of the most exciting uh, programs that I I designed in the pandemic, I got very creative, was a a six-week coaching journey for women called Courage to Soar. I love, you know, what really happened with that. So looking forward to some new things as I look ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. and can this sort of like six-week program be found on the website of intera consulting
2: yes actually there is uh there is a link on the website uh for the next cohort so you can go and sign up so that's available i also do that for uh small cohorts and uh mm-hmm. so uh, anyone can reach out to me if they'd like to be part of this but it's really about unlocking courage to write the next next chapter of your life
1: so uh, mm-hmm. i truly
2: it that we can shape the future,
1: and yeah. uh, Yeah, Yeah. and you know, like on the website itself, like the mission of Interact Consulting, like you said, is cultivating this new generation of leaders and perhaps letting people unlock the leader in them that they never knew was there. I think off of that, my question to you would be that if you had to weigh empathy, being a quality of a leader on a scale against other qualities of being a good leader how do you, important do you think empathy is? Like, do you think it's a fundamental sort of quality that every leader should have that would then lead to other qualities? Or is it just like another good or useful skill for a leader to have? It's a very subtle dist, uh, difference, I understand. Yeah,
2: no, it's a very interesting question. Um, very hard to, you know, to, to decide you know, what is the weightage of this. But I feel that uh, leadership has changed literally now it's completely transformed and uh, today as a leader when I think of empathy it is really about someone who is honest vulnerable can take risks and really shows the way and when I as a leader I have that you know I'm able to not just have a strong purpose and uh, show direction but also on the other hand I'm able to actually tap into the emotions of others and then and only then I'm a wholehearted leader I, so it's all around leadership right so I think It's a strength. It's a very big strength and uh, cannot be underestimated. If I was to work with someone or to collaborate with someone, I would say that it would be a a trait I would be looking
1: for. Mm -hmm. I think empathy, when people hear about it and like you've talked about just now, it can be quite an abstract concept to understand like, oh, we should practice empathy. We have to be empathetic. Um, So maybe from like a more practical point of view, um, would you have any like practical examples or advice as to how a growing leader can exercise empathy to like the people or the colleagues around him or her?
2: Absolutely. I can give an example of something I experienced recently. So empathy is not just about showing empathy to others, but also having self-empathy. And it's all about connection. When I think about Empathy, I can only view it as uh, an opportunity to connect or to disconnect. So if I'm not able to uh, demonstrate it, then it's a way in which I can easily do a empathy miss. I, you know, I lose that opportunity. So I had an example recently of a leader. So I'm part of a group of leaders who work together in a project who actually put his hand up and accepted when he made a mistake. And I think what we were looking at is a very interesting face of liberating failures as well. So it's okay to fail. You're imperfect and it's all right. And by being able to be vulnerable at that space, what he allowed was for all of us to have the permission to also be human. And so I feel that uh, empathy is a space in which you uh, are in touch with Mm -hmm. somebody else's feelings and emotions. And you you feel that, you understand that. And so it happens only when you can feel it for yourself. So I think it starts with self first. I believe empathy is also about being vulnerable and a very big thing. It's not just about saying, you know, I see you, I understand you, how you're doing really, you know, you do all that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's really important. And those are also very powerful ways in which you show them. Those yeah. are small things, small things. But being there really makes a big difference. So I, I love that. I love knowing that there's so much uh, humanness around us. People have really showed up in ways that I can't imagine. I'm sure you've experienced some beautiful, uh, beautiful examples as well, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so much of your work that so closely ties into empathy and courage which is so relevant to our podcast as well so I'm so glad that you're here and sharing all of this with us today and um, I just wanted to ask you is there I'm sure there are many people that you look up to in in your work and personal lives but if there was one maybe role model or mentor that you've had that you know you want to you want to talk about and who's influenced you in this space could you tell us a little bit more about that you know I wish I had I had one but let me try and see if
2: i can pick one i get inspired very easily and that's something about me i have this childlike curiosity i look at things i look at people and i you know if they make an impact they become somebody i like to really follow you, know, you can imagine how long my list is <laughs> but at different times in my life i've had people i've who touched me touched me in a way that uh, shifted something for me and I remember one, I don't know if you know Cheryl Sands, but she had written a book called Lean In. And I remember that time when I read about it and I heard an interview. I just fell in love with uh, her courage. I fell in love with her way in which she dealt with her, her challenge and mm-hmm. how she showed the way and how it was important for you to choose a different option. And I think for me, at that time, she was uh, a role model. I still want to uh, remember that. And of course, I have Dr. Brené Brown, who yeah. inspired my life so much that most of my work is revolved around her her work. And uh, I've lived this work uh, before I created uh, these programs. So I wish I could say uh, one, one more. But yeah, those are the two I would like to pick.
0: That's amazing. And you know, we've we definitely heard about Brené Brown a lot with empathy as well. So that's that those are some amazing influences to have. And um, before we end this segment, we just wanted to ask you, we noticed you have a book on an ebook on your website called Dare to Dream. Is there anything you would like to tell us about it? And is there any other books in the making?
2: Oh, yes. I'd love you to read it. It was a labor of love. I sat in the pandemic. I think before that I sat down and I thought, you know, what are some of these principles that have really shifted life for me? Uh, And I have uh, chosen a path uh, that allowed me to have this uh, path that I'm on. So I wrote those five things that really work for me. So go ahead and... uh, it's a quick read, I must say, to mm-hmm. finish it in about 15 minutes. So that's a good thing. And I have some exercises. So you'll find uh, some fun doing that. Uh, so I would say just go and check that out. And of course, yeah. I have a book coming out. It's, uh, it's a collaboration book uh, with mm-hmm. uh, other authors. Oh. And I can, understand. yes, very soon. And it is also related to a book I've read.
0: Oh, wow. Yes. I mean, as someone who is completely unbiased, I can say that Dare to Dream was (laughs) an uh, amazing read. (laughs) But um, No, but thank you so much for sharing with us. Welcome.
1: Perhaps to end off today, our last question to you would be, if you were in a room with 20 like teenagers or young adults or people who are aspiring to be like leaders of the future, what is something that you would want them to leave the room remembering?
2: I would say the only person you should be comparing yourself to is you, yesterday's you. So I want to say that um, the young generation, you are the future. And I think you can just walk into the future and create it yourself. If you ever have to look around and compare yourself, don't compare yourself with anyone else, just
1: with you, yesterday's you. Yeah. Oh, wow. And with that, well, thank you so much again for your time here today, Sarah. Um, Last thing is, if any of our listeners would like to reach out to you, um, how may they do so? Uh, so they could reach me.
2: The first place that they can reach me is on LinkedIn. And of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I would, you know, be happy to see if uh, they send me a message there or even email me. So any of those ways. So I'm very accessible.
0: Thank you so um,
2: much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank Um, you so much. I've had the most amazing afternoon uh, talking to the two beautiful people in my life. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Summer. I wish you all the best in your podcast and uh, yeah, waiting to listen to it.